Hello, hello, little rats. Welcome back to another episode of Chatty Rats. I'm your co-host, Sheen, and I'm joined by... Natalia. Welcome back, little girlies or little rats. (laughs) We're back for another week. And I am running on a beautiful high because I saw the love of my life in an artist form last night. It's just like a parasocial love of my life. Who is it? You have to say it. I have to say it. Mr. Fred again. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He has the cutest smile. It's so inviting and welcoming. I'm obsessed. (laughs) He's like so, so pure. If you don't know who he is, you need to know who he is at this point. His music is great. I feel like there is a song for everyone. You know, he's electronic, but he's very different because he includes poetry and different things into his music. But yeah, it was the best show ever. And your girl was at the rails. If you don't know what that is, it's basically like you're at the very front where the railing is. There's no one in front of you. It's just like the stage of the person. And... I've never done that. Have you ever done that at a concert? No. Did you get there super early or did you pay extra? I just got there early because it was general admission. The doors opened at 7.30. We got there at like 6.45 and then just like ran in and then got a spot. Amazing. So lucky because Fred again sells out in like two seconds. So it's Mm -hmm. packed, guys. Like it is a busy, busy concert. Very packed last night, but I did another thing that I've never done before, which is crazy to say. For the first time in my adulthood, I went to a concert completely sober. Oh my god! Sober. You told me before that you've kind of done that, but I had never done that, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I've done it before. Like I've seen Boris, and I feel like a couple others. If it if it's an artist that I really really care about and like I mm-hmm. love them, I try not to drink or ba- drink very little, like a beer maybe two, because I want to be super present. I have gone to concerts in my peak party era where like, yeah, I had fun. Like I remember like being on things <laughs> and just being like, Woo! <laughs> like I had fun, but then the next day, like I kind of don't remember some of the things. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you have a lot of fun in the moment, but it's like the memory isn't yours to keep. <laughs> like it just, yes, it fades into the substance. <laughs> Fade to darkness. <laughs> yeah. So from that, I've learned that like, okay, if I really love an artist, like I'm obsessed. I need to chill because I want to like remember that because mm-hmm. you just don't know how long the artist is going to play for, you know, when am I going to be able to go again? So I want to like enjoy it. I love music. It's such a big part of my life that it's important to me that like I'm very present, but that's super cool that Thank you went you. sober, especially at a yeah. show where I'm sure all the Molly fairies were around. <laughs> oh, all around, all around me, all I could smell was alcohol and just people's people, not smell their people's, but look at their people's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a huge limiting belief that I couldn't do shows sober. So that's why it was like a big challenge for me to not challenge. Yeah, it was a big challenge mentally to try to do it sober because I've always associated being more comfortable and free with 
drinking or using a different substance. So it was pretty big for me. It's amazing. I did it. And I will confidently say that it was just as fun, maybe even more fun. And I had energy the whole night. Honestly, highly recommend. Like, give it a shot. I really think doing things sober makes you realize, like, damn, I really don't need it. I really don't need it. Okay. I was going to say, have you heard of the artist Sophie Turner? Sophie Tucker. I'm sorry. Sophie Turner. Sorry. I was like, Sophie Turner is the Jojonas. I I knew you were talking about Sophie Tucker. (laughs) That's so rude because they're, like, on my top, like, favorite DJ artists. I know they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think you're just mixing it up because she's in the spotlight right now. Yeah, probably. But she's sober and he's not which is an interesting dynamic. And I just saw this YouTube thing that she did. And she was saying that like, you know, she's in the club scene, obviously. She plays at clubs, mm-hmm. like she's around all of that. She plays at festivals. People ask her if it's difficult. She's like, no, I, I love it. I, I'm out mm-hmm. until 4 a.m. I'm up until the sunrise. Like I do all the things just the same. Like I have so much fun on stage. And she's out there. She's like twerking. She's dancing. She's hopping from here to here. Like she has so much energy. And she says that because she's at 100% her best energy, she lives life to the fullest. And they have after parties and things like that. She'll still go. And she's like, people around me are so, everything's so fun that it's like contagious, you know? Exactly. I don't think that you need substance to like go to a concert and have fun at all by any means. I agree. But it's like, it was so ingrained in us, right? From such yeah. a young age. For me, from high school, it was just, we're going to high school party. Like, we're all going to drink, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then it gets so much worse when you enter college. <laughs> the frat parties, all like the different things. Unhinged. And then it's just ingrained in you further because then adulthood, it's like, after work, let's grab a drink. Happy hours with work. You know, like, let's go to dinner. We're all going to get a drink. It just never stops until you kind of take a step back and analyze your relationship with alcohol. So that kind of leads me to my next question because I feel like we're both more sober curious slash we've just calmed down our drinking a lot. And I want to know what turned the tides for you. Yeah, I've had a time with all the things. My 20s were very much defined by me being like a super party girl for sure. Mm -hmm. But then honestly, so when I was living in Arizona, I was partying a lot. And then when I was looking for a place to move, one of my options was going back to L.A. But at the time, I remember my pro con list, you know, my con for L.A. was I feel like if I move back to L.A., I'm going to go back to my party ways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to just oons, oons, oons again. And I knew that what I needed in my life was a little bit more peace, a little bit more chill. And I knew that if I moved to a city where like I don't know anyone, I was going to organically calm it down. Yeah, like you could reinvent what that looks like for you. You also had the self-awareness to be like, I want to step a tiny bit away from this. So where did that little self-awareness come from? I think it was all intertwined because I remember like, so I moved to Arizona. I I bought a house. You know, if you put me on paper, I was like doing good. But I started to do stand up at the time as well, which is so funny that this is actually a pivoted point. But I was podcasting and doing stand up and working. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of activities. And then I was still going out. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to do to your body. Mm-hmm. So alcohol just wasn't serving me as much. 
Because if I drink and I'm hungover, I can't just be hungover. Like I have to edit. I have to write. I have to do things. And being hungover all the time was no longer serving my lifestyle for what I wanted to do, if that makes sense. I remember thinking that to myself, what do you, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go out and party? Amazing. Live that life. Nothing's wrong with that. But it's like, is it going to be at the cost of being able to do comedy, being able to do a podcast, being able to do these things? Because that's what the price would have been. Yeah. I've heard, actually, I think a lot of people have a similar story where they're like, I just want more out of life. I want to be not necessarily productive, but like I want to achieve my dreams. And I feel like alcohol is becoming an obstacle for that. It's getting in the way of me being my best self. At least for me, I didn't want it to be that. I was like, no, I can still go out. And like, I, I want it to be that girl, the girl that can like, wake up hungover and like record hungover and like just I wanted mm-hmm. to be cool <laughs> I don't even know if that's what it was but then realizing like I don't think I can do it like I just don't think I can and then uh, during that time too I had to make the choice you know do I move to Denver do I move to LA what do I do and part all of it, it was all about growing up for me it was just if I move to Denver I will be able to live alone like then if I'm alone I could like focus on me I could focus on art so everything is just it was all for me like just like growing up in general which was I think a great thing. Well, to that, I was thinking what you just reminded me of. One thing that makes giving alcohol hard that I kind of had to challenge with too is you are the cool, not cool, but like you're like the fun girl. Drinking is so associated with fun and let's have a really fun girls night out equals let's go get a bunch of drinks. That kind of makes it hard because people associate sobriety with not having fun. Yes. And fun being taken away. Like, oh, if you're not drinking. Even when we were younger, it's like, oh, damn, you have to be the designated driver. When that was a thing, (laughs) like, it was, like, so, like, pitied and, like, (laughs) people were like, damn, I feel so bad for you. So that is one of the challenges, I think, as well, when it comes to the mental block of it. I agree. But then I think that the second part of your life begins when you realize that you can have fun without blacking out. I still go out. I still have fun. Exactly. I I do all the things. It's just instead of having eight, 10 drinks, I'm having two. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. if I feel crazy, I have three. Like if it's like a night out, I just, I can't believe that's what I used to do in my body. Like that is insane. And there are times where like I don't drink right when I do comedy everybody's having beers white claws I just have a little mocktail no one really knows that I'm not drinking but I'm having the best time networking talking to people like popping Mm -hmm. jokes I have the same life I'm just not cloudy anymore that's so crazy to me Mm -hmm. I 100% feel you on that Uh, so I was gonna ask you what was that moment for you I think for me it was definitely I had started to think about these things, but then it wasn't until I moved to Denver that I began to chill out. I quit nicotine, like all the things. I was just becoming more health and wellness. How about you? Mm -hmm. For me, I think I had such a huge mental block around alcohol and I associated with me being fun, especially being someone who was like a bit more socially anxious. It was such a crutch for me. So it was kind of like, oh, I'll be really outgoing and... I don't need to worry about like my social anxieties if I drink. So yeah, it was just like an automatic thing for me. Any social gathering, that'll be my crutch. I'll be good. I don't need to worry about 
how I'm going to make conversation or do anything because I got alcohol. She's that girl for me. And then (laughs) I remember for years I wanted to do 75 hard. And the only thing stopping me was the no alcohol portion. I was like, I can do all of it. No problem. The two workouts, but like the no alcohol, like that's so scary. And then that's crazy. One, huh? Yeah. And then one day I obviously started 75 hard and I finished it the first time. And that completely changed my relationship with alcohol because I had obviously 75 days of not drinking. And of course, events happen during that time. There was girl night dinners, like parties, bar nights, you know, and I was like, holy shit, like mocktails are really doing it for me. It's not the alcohol. Me having just holding this actually really helps. And then I realized I don't think drinking actually took away my social anxiety. It kind of numbed the feeling, but I don't think it actually like helped me have better conversations or anything like that. Like I think- placebo. Yes. I think me being sober, I actually do better socially than I would- if I was drinking, maybe when I'm drinking, I don't feel the uncomfortable feeling of being in an uncomfortable social setting. Yeah. But I'm learning to like feel that uncomfortableness and just like know that it's like, it's fine. You're good. Like, and just kind of work through it. And I, I like that. That's a very beautiful thing. I like that self-awareness that you have. That is what it is like pushing through the uncomfortable part of it. But the reason why it's uncomfortable is because it's a social norm to drink. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're so used to just being like, oh, like I'm going to order a drink. But you know what's more uncomfortable for me, at least when I was peak degenerate chatting it up, can't stop. And then the next day I would be hungover being like, oh, fuck, what did I say? Oh, my God, do they hate me now? Oh, oh, that, yeah. That's worse than me pushing through uncomfortable moments when I'm sober, like, and everybody else is drunk or something like that. Yeah. Like, that, that anxiety of, like, oh, my God, do they hate me now? That's so much worse to me. Now that I don't drink like I used to, I never have that worry because I, I know what I said. You have your memories. They are yours. They're not the <laughs> <Yeah>. alcohol monsters. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I also think realizing that as humans, we're just all awkward. We all have awkward moments. No one's immune to it. Like we have it, it passes, right? It's like, for example, like if we put the worst fear most people have is like an awkward silence. I always would feel like an awkward silence, all of that pressure falls onto me. But no, like the other person's probably experiencing it too. And they're also thinking like, this is kind of awkward, you know, but <laughs> I think that's so human and that's cute. Let's just accept it. Awkward shit will happen. We don't need to like numb that awkwardness. I like that. It's also normal. I feel like the pressure with drinking is that we want to perform, right? We want to be like yes. fun girl, fun guy, social guy, like yes. with the people. It's a performance, but it's like, it this is. is not real. You're right. And that like, we're all a little bit awkward. We all like aren't sure. It's so yeah. normal. No matter how introverted, extroverted you are. Exactly. But the alcohol can make you feel like, oh, no, no, I'm doing amazing, sweetie. But it's like, are you? <laughs> exactly. I feel like it's a facade. I think if you were to like film a night out where you're really drunk and you think like you were just performing your best in quotes versus like a sober night, I feel like you would cringe back at the drunk one and be like Uh, (laughs) I actually like the sober me better 
I have a question back when you used to be like peak party girl. Like, what was the thing that like if you were to be recorded, you were like, fuck, I do do that when I'm drunk. Because for me, I know that I repeat myself like it's oh, nobody's no. business. I, I'm, I, that's like when I'm too drunk and I just keep saying the same things. I can't. <laughs> so annoying. So for me, I was always the girl where no one knew I was drunk when I was drunk because I can always act like it. The only thing I kind of notice is my accent changes. It goes into like a valley girl mode. Accent. Like extreme, <laughs> extreme valley girl. What do you mean? Extreme? You're like, hi. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very bad. It's very bad. And then, yeah, I think my voice gets very high, which this rarely happens if I'm really, 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 really drunk. Like I can count how many times that's happened. I can't walk straight. Like I start tripping. Well, that's you, like you all know, of us, girl. That, when you, yeah, that yeah. that whole thing. And I probably repeat myself too, and like get very giggly. But that's that's a level that shan't be crossed very often. Yeah, I think I'm I'm Gucci on that. I was gonna say um, we had a hot take that we wanted to discuss. Yes, about this period, and we've both been guilty of doing this. But I'll let you present our hot take. Look, Sheen and I are not like sober. We'll have our, our drink here and there. Like we've chilled out. We replace a lot of like cocktails for mocktails. Like when we're out and about, you know, we're in a sober, curious type of era and we love her. But I think the worst thing we've both encountered and we talked about this was when you don't drink or if you're ordering together and you say out loud that you're getting a mocktail, people will always ask you, oh, you're not drinking tonight. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I always have to explain myself. I feel like I did something bad. Like I'm doing something terrible. (laughs) I know. It's one of those things you kind of have to have. I don't know if you've seen the Sex in the City episode where Miranda has like a comedy set for when she explains that she's still single and she hasn't found someone special. Yes. Do you remember that episode? Okay. So basically someone asks her if she's like single and then she has like this whole little routine she says to everyone as she answers. (laughs) When you are like sober curious or sober you also have to have that little routine set it like becomes a whole thing like a whole performance each time where you're just like explaining why you don't drink when we were first talking about it i was like oh like then what should we say like i was trying to like troubleshoot like what is it that we should have prepared but Mm -hmm. our hot take is that like fuck that people should not be asking other people why they're not drinking they're not drinking in the same way that I don't ask. Nobody asks, why are you drinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on within? <laughs> and the answer is always like, oh, because I'm having fun. You're not fun? <laughs> Sheen and I, you know, we're more like sober curious, trying to be like healthier people in in a sense, right? But I think we also have to be self-aware and self-conscious that like some people are going through addiction issues and they don't want to tell you that when they're going to a concert or when they're out. Why do I have to disclose my trauma to you? Or if you're a woman, what if that person's pregnant and like Mm -hmm. they're not ready to share? Like you just don't know why someone's not drinking. And if the answer is, I just don't feel like it. Okay. Why do I have to explain that? I just don't feel like it. That's not good, guys. Like, I think that we need to stop asking people why they are or why they're not drinking. Like, just let people live. I agree 100 million percent. I've been guilty of it, too. That's why that's why I was like, okay, I get that this is so ingrained in us because that's just people's automatic reaction. So I understand why people do it. But that's why we're we're here to tell you, like, we need to stop 
putting like a spotlight on it because that's what it feels like. It feels like <laughs> literally it feels like the whole world stops and then there's like a spotlight on you and they're like, but why are you not drinking tonight? That's, that would be such a funny skit. Just like, hi, I'll take the mouth up. Boom, boom. <laughs> you get, yeah, you get a bite. <laughs> Which is so wild so if you bad. think about it. Yes. But the world is not set up for the non-drinking population. I agree. Which is interesting because it's like, I think about my home country and for other reasons, alcohol is illegal there. So the world there caters to it. They have non-alcoholic beers at all restaurants, so many different drinks, mocktails, but it's like because they're forced to. So it's like that country caters to it. But the U.S., runs on alcohol like I feel like LA is very ahead when it comes to health and wellness and like some places will have mocktails but it's still very 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 limited but it's getting better I think it um, is oh I was gonna say I was reading WGSN which is like their trend-setting company they predict trends years ahead they predicted oatmeal like three years before it happened they have like a very specific formula like very accurate science for predicting trends and one of their recent presentations was on the year 2025 and how the youth are moving away from alcohol and they're actually like entering more of like a sober curious and mocktail thing so I do think the world is catching up like we're all kind of like awakening to like what is our relationship with alcohol is it actually serving us is it actually benefiting us is it not? I like that a lot. I think that you'll find if you try it out, like that you're probably going to be happier and you're going to have just as much fun. I think it's all about like how you come into the space. It's like kind of like what you said about the placebo thing is that I literally remember like I would have two sips of beer. Technically speaking, I'm not even drunk yet, but all of a sudden I'm like, oh yes. Like yeah. My body has not even processed the alcohol. And if we just started to do that with a mocktail instead, that'll change your whole outlook on like how you come to these spaces. The biggest hack that's helped me like keep up with this lifestyle is mocktails. Because like you're saying, I feel like it's such a placebo that even two sips from the mocktail, you get the same effect, right? Yeah. At least I feel like I do. Like even last night when I was in drinking, I don't know, I still felt like a on a high because I was having mocktails. I got yeah. to the venue. I got like cranberry juice with Sprite. Like mocktails are the biggest game changer. I think if you're going empty handed, you feel it more. But when you do have something you're holding on to, it's like, it's like a pacifier, like an immediate replacement <laughs> really helps with the longevity of it for people who are like curious about this but maybe have like a mental block or just like a limiting belief we probably used to you could even just try like having one drink and then maybe like one mocktail on a night out and then seeing how you feel instead of like having multiple drinks like you used to or just like trying out a mocktail one time like as your first drink and seeing how that makes you feel if you don't like the mocktail at first then you don't have a drink but I don't know I have a feeling that mocktail is gonna make you feel how your drink is uh we're not here to tell you how to live your life obviously but we're just you know posing an idea exactly uh I could not be happier that I've like gone away from like my crazy times because I think that it was getting too wild and like 
the life that I have now because of it is just so much nicer. Like I think yeah. even like my relationship, my boyfriend already doesn't really drink that much, which honestly has helped a lot in me keeping up with being chill. I think about like how we like don't fight or anything. And honestly, we probably don't fight because we're not fucked up. I'm thinking True. about my past relationships and I'm like, wow, we probably just fought because we were drunk. <laughs> it's such a True. different life. It's so nice. Or like not if you're not even not even if you were drunk, but like let's say you were hungover and you were agitated and like you just didn't have the yes. patience. Like you don't know how it affects you. Um, exactly. How it is affecting you like even later on. But yeah, it could just totally be a agree. fun experimentation. I think life is about experimenting and just like reevaluating a relationship with different things whether it's drinking social media your friends totally agree. i don't know everything yeah. <laughs> everything deserves reevaluation and is it serving you or is it not it could be serving you but we've done an episode before where sheen spills the tea on her favorite mocktails and you know different drinks with adaptogens and things like that mm-hmm. if you want to check it out i think that's episode like one or two it's oh been so God, long that far back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that far back <laughs> it is in- ancient now again if you're in this journey you know maybe, maybe we can be in it together or if you're not let us know is there any part of not drinking that scares you or like what are your thoughts around it i would be very curious maybe we can put yeah. that as a little question box yeah i would love that so that's all we have for today thank you so much for being here with us and maybe have a mocktail this weekend you know true <laughs> have a mocktail baby <laughs> Bye.